Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. So, uh, welcome to this special, unique edition of On Course with Heart Ramsey. It's Heart to Heart, and we are live at NCC. Make some noise, guys. Yeah, we are with the young adult ministry here, and of course, I've got the main man, Pastor Hart Ramsey. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? You're so smooth, man. Listen, man. That's just... what I do. <laughs> I want to grow up and be like you, dude. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this this session is unique because we're talking about issues that impact young people. So first of all, I I'm always intrigued because. You look so young, you act so young, mm. you are so young. How do you do that? Well, listen, first of all, I may look a kind of young. <laughs> kind <laughs> if, of. If you see me when I wake up in the morning, I'm not. <laughs> but you know, you know what it is? It's, I believe, in, and this is a spiritual side of it, I believe yeah. that God preserved me. That's good. Uh, from my generation yeah. to be an example in this generation. That's good. You know, um, people, people see me and they say, man, how old are you? And I, I, I stop telling them, I'm in my middle 50s. Wow. You know, and um, I've been alive a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple of things about me is I'm in, I really love fashion. I'm, in, I'm yes. into that. I'm into music. I keep with the trend. Yes. But most importantly, I think that uh, I'm into people. Okay. You know, and uh, wherever people are, I like to be where they are to yeah. kind of, you yeah. know, see what they see, think how they think. Yeah. Or get inside their head so I could minister to them in some kind of way. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So we've talked before on the podcast about millennials and the difficulty in mm. reaching millennials. Uh, we've got a lot of really cool young people here. What have you found to be very successful in reaching them? Millennials? Yeah. You know, um, first of all, we can't separate them as a different group. That's good. Yeah. The, what I found is the millennials are just like everyone else. Right. Um, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, now remains these three, mm-hmm. faith, hope, and love. Yeah. The greatest is love. Yeah. Um, millennials leave the church when you, when you extract those three things out of the equation. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what the church did? The church made a mistake years ago, and we started moving towards what's called, what I call the relevance movement. Okay. Where we're trying to see what people wanted to, to discover or to um, try to come up with what to preach. Right. But that's not what we do. What you're supposed to do is three things. Faith. Everything centers around faith, mm-hmm. hope, and love. Yeah. They, they never yeah. go out of style. Wow. You, gotta, you see what I'm saying? Wow. And everyone, every person in this room, is, you're attracted to that. You, you may not call it that, but you're looking for faith. You're looking for something tangible and real to believe in. Yeah. You're looking for hope. You're looking for a future. Mm-hmm. You got it? And every, who in this room doesn't want to be loved? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that, that's, I think we should approach a millennial like that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that topic of love, and I know some questions are, are centered around that. Um, I want to start by asking this in terms of young people, because when we first start thinking we're feeling something kind of like love, <laughs> nobody's laughing because y'all are like, where is he going? Uh, you know, <laughs> we don't really know how to react, and so we call it a lot of things. So... How do you uh, classify that first feeling you get as a young person of attraction? Yeah. Um, infatuation is a funny thing. Infatuation feels like love. Mm-hmm. Um, infatuation is really a fixation. 
on a person. Wow. And what we you remember we talked about this in one of the podcasts that we are attracted to qualities in people. Yeah. There's certain things we're looking for. Yeah. And and um, we discover what's missing in our lives by infatuation. Wow. I say that again. We do. Uh, uh, a lot of times you won't know. Uh, I, I use the example of, of the, the young lady, for example, whose father is not there. Right. Her first infatuation is with the older guy. Right. And, and right. she doesn't realize, she never in her mind, there's, there's, a part, there's a blind spot in her mind that doesn't even uh, equate the fact that the father is not there to this. There's this cool guy. He's older. He has this thing about him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it goes in, in different things. For example, a young guy, he, he's infatuated with pretty girls. Why? Right. Because only the ugly girls talk to him. And now, don't, don't start crazy. <laughs> when I saw only the ugly girls, in his mind, every yeah. one of us got a criteria. Right. And in his mind, he's thinking, well, the, the, the girls that are the, the pretty and the shapely, they're not looking at me. They're looking at the, the, guy, the jock or the, right. you see what I'm saying? Right. And what we start to do through infatuation is be attracted to what we're missing. Wow. And, and if we're not, if, and the, the longer it takes us to mature, and this is crazy, it's not just young people. I right. know people in their 50s still get, still, uh, get overcome That's with the situation. That's true. Um, we, we start acting, it's a form of self-medication. Mm. It's, a way, it's a form of taking care of ourselves. It's almost like the survival instinct, infatuation. And the more a person is rejected in the process, in this, mm. what, what they used to call in my day, now you, I'm dating myself. Uh-huh. Back in the 60s and 70s, they used to call it puppy love. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, puppy love. And I used to, what? Puppy love? It just means, you know, it, it simply is, it's immature love. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is the lowest form of love. Mm-hmm. Because what you're attracted to is just what you see. Wow. Yeah. So, so then how does a person go about in a healthy way uh, fixing those missing pieces that they discover by way of infatuation? Because a lot of times it can lead to some really unhealthy habits that now take us down a, a path that's really dangerous. So how does a person fill in those missing, those missing spots? In my experience, what I found is that infatuation, it, it really cures itself. Because if you are a learner, what begins to happen is um, as you go into that process thinking it is what it's not, right. it begins to prove to you what it really is. Wow. And, and, wow. and one of the biggest things, people learn quickly, especially if, if you're being used by people yeah. or, or, or you, you, you think it's one thing you discover in, in a compromising situation it's not, mm-hmm. you got it? Then it, it, it begins to rewrite your program and you begin to see things differently and you'll see a, a person and you'll be attracted to them in a certain way through infatuation, right. but you, now you, you're, you're instructing yourself. You need to be careful. Remember the last time. Yeah. You got yeah. it? So when, when people say, well, I, when, when a guy says, well, I love you, then you go, mm-hmm, Really? Mm-hmm. Then you have to, before you had no questions. Now you got questions. What, what right. do you mean by that? <laughs> right. You, what do you love about me? You know, you, you have a whole right. long, long list of stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, are you single? You know, <laughs> you start asking questions you want to know the answers to. So wait, let me scan the. Who, what's the youngest person? What's the age of the youngest person in here? Before I ask this next question, twenty. Okay, good. I could ask this then. All right. So there was a show we did. Uh, before the podcast and you were talking about attraction and you mentioned that a person may not be attracted to another person. They may be attracted to a part of that person. Talk a little bit about that because I think as, as we're going through puberty and getting into dating as, as men, as men, as men, there are certain things that we like because we are visually moved. And as women, there are certain things that you like based on what you like. 
Am I being all right? <laughs> so, so, so explain that piece so that people don't get it twisted. If they look at you, what is it they really like? Well, first of all, oh, this is a new mic. Is it good? Okay, let me, let me tell you what I think about the, the attraction piece. You, we're attracted to things. We all have preferences. They're preferences. Yes. And, and I tell people all the time, if, if, if you're single and you're looking for someone, the bottom line is get someone that you're comfortable with. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. You got it? So if you're beholding, then you define what the beauty is. Don't let someone else tell you what the beauty is. You, right. You, you, I mean, you have certain things that you like for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. What you need to do, though, is interrogate those reasons and find out why they exist. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, yeah. uh, and I think that it's important to it's important to note that that um, um, <laughs> pretty is external. Yes, beauty is internal. Yes, there's nothing worse than a, than a pretty face and an ugly heart. I've seen it. You see what I'm saying, I've and so it. what happens, and, and even in that, you learn that in the process. Right. But but know this, especially you know, uh, you say, well, this person broke up with me, and I don't know if I could go on. Listen, what you were attracted to in that person is just a quality. There's something about them, and other people have that. Mm-hmm. Other people have it. And I just like the way this person was put together. Well, God put a lot of people together. He did. <laughs> you got it. And so the, you you have to. I think you have to learn about yourself what you like. I don't like loud. I don't like rude. Mm-hmm. You got it? I don't like petty. That's me personally. Now, other people cool with it. Mm-hmm. Some people think petty is cute. I'm not cool with that. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. And so, and so, and I'm, <laughs> oh God, this is going, I hope I don't come across like a snob. I don't like dumb. Amen to that. No, no, let, let, me, let, me, let me, can I clarify please, that? Please, Okay, when I say I don't like dumb, what I mean is, I, I, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, and you don't have to be like, like ultra brilliant. But but you can't. I mean, come work on your the way you present yourself. You know, you talking about there is no. That's basic English. I have an issue. No, no, don't judge me. Let me tell. No, let me tell you. I have a problem. You can be you can be cute. You can have it going on ever since I was younger. But my thing was like you start talking. Whoa, what? Right. You know, no, I can't do that. You didn't call me back. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I can say it, but that's the thing. I I'm yeah. attracted to. I got to know that you can think. Because mm-hmm. if you can't think, then when we get into an argument, then I'm, I'm gonna run over you. Yeah. Because my mind is fast. And so mm-hmm. you have to know the things about you. And you have to know what your weaknesses are also. Right. Because sometimes you're attracted to people because they have a strength in an area that you're weak. Mm. You got it? And it's not always in a good way. I, I heard a young lady say one time, she says, she says I'm attracted to this guy because he can handle me. Well, let's, let's discuss that. Do you really want him to handle you? Right. That's you, you see what I'm saying? Well, these guys, they can't handle me. They're weak. I need a strong man. No, the, the, the solution to that is you need to dial it back some. Right. You got it? So you don't need a monster to control you. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> <laughs> well said. I've got a slew of questions here that I want to get to, and I have no particular order for them. So hope you guys are ready for this. If this is your question, don't scream out. I don't want to embarrass you. All right? Everybody good? If that's, okay, cool. All right, so this is a great question. <laughs> All right, it says, do you move on in a relationship after like 10 years and a baby when one decides to follow Christ and the other one is not ready or interested in being saved? And this is a situation where they're not married. Okay, this is how I'm going to say that. Um, 
the, the most important thing in that situation is if the person is ready for you to redefine the relationship. Because the thing is, once you become born again, you have an obligation now to the Lord to conduct yourself a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. Okay, especially for, for the woman, um, you can't be a wife to him if he doesn't want to give you the ring. Okay, and, and, the, and I'm going to tell you something. Let me just add this. Don't make him give you the ring. He will resent you for the rest My of your Lord. life. No, you, you, you're worth more than that. You, 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 what you do is, um, if you, if you say, well, I'm just marrying her because she, 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 you know, she gave me an ultimatum. Don't give him an ultimatum. You, this is what you do. You tell him, I'm going to move on with my life, okay? And we're going to be over here doing our thing, you know, and growing and, and learning of the Lord. You know, you do whatever. Now, after, after you close that door and he doesn't move on that, you're free to grow in the Lord and go on. And I'm going to tell you what God is going to do. When you start acting like God's daughter, he's going to give you one of his sons. Now, old dude is over there talking about well, that's my that's my baby. Yes, that's your baby. That's not your woman. Wow. And there's a revelation of difference there in that. There it is. There it is. Okay. Wow. And so, so I hope now now we're gonna be. I hope you don't mind. We're gonna really. I'm, we're gonna tell the truth about these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think in a situation like that, in the case of the woman, you 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 do you you don't break it off, so to speak, but you show what you are obligated to demonstrate is my commitment to Christ is real. Mm. It's real. And I'm not going to play house with you, right. you know, and, and lose my connection. No, my connection with the Lord is important. Right. And I think that connection is going to minister to him one way or another. Yeah, if, if I can add, and I usually yeah, won't. No, no, no. But if I can add, I think it's important as women, and if you're a man in this situation, that you don't sacrifice your relationship with God. There are a lot of people who put their relationship with God on the line to prove their worth to that other person in the relationship. And the real challenge with that is if that other person can get you to cut off God now, if you get married, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You can't talk about, well, come to church with me. No, 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 no. I got you, and I didn't have to go. So now that I got the ring, why do I? Okay. But let me add something to that that's powerful, too. And nine times out of ten, God is going to set it up. If mm-hmm. you're dealing with someone that doesn't know him, he's going to set it up where you have to choose. Wow. It's, it's going to be your first litmus test mm. to discover whether or not you're real about your relationship. There's a story in, in the Bible real quick. I, think, I don't know. I think it's in the book of Acts, the story of, of uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Mm-hmm. And he, he reads scripture to him. He ministers Christ to him. The eunuch, they're traveling along in this carriage, and the eunuch goes, well, there's water. What, what in the King of James, what doth hinder me from being baptized? And here's what Philip says to him. Now, this is the, this is the treasurer of the nation of Ethiopia. Philip says to him, the only way I'm going to baptize you is if you really, really believe with all your heart mm-hmm. that Jesus is the Son of God. You would have thought he would have jumped on it. Right. This, this, this is a major convert. But he said, no, you have to really, really believe. In other words, you can't just say you believe and then I, I will take you to the water. Right. He can't just say he believes and you take him to the altar. That's good. Yeah. That's now you good. got to know. I got to know you believe. I got to know mm-hmm. he's your God. Watch this now. He's not, I'm not going to be surrogate for God to you. Right. No, you have to, you yeah. know, you're going to have a relationship with God for yourself. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to be saying, well, you know, God is my father-in-law. No, he's going to be your father too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, God is my father-in-law. Father-in-law. That's, I, I haven't heard that one. That's good. 
But that I hope that answered the question for for you guys. But that's we could spend all day talking about that because I know I've seen people make the mistake of choosing the man over God, and then they get upset in the marriage, and it's like at that point, what can you do? How how can you ask this man to be the head, the spiritual head of the household, when you didn't accept him? Or when you accepted him when he was unsaved. You know? Okay. That's good. That's good. Let me move on. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story. In stores now and available at all digital outlets. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Hart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. The next question, how do you continue doing something that you really don't want to, but feel it is truly what God wants you to do? You know, first of all, these are are some great questions. They're great questions. I like that question. I think you misunderstand God. Hmm. If I were you and I'm doing something that I don't like to do, but it's something that God wants me to do, I would go back to the, the, that statement. How do you know it's what God wants you to do? Mm. Basically, now you say, well, I know it's God because, because um, um, it's just what the Lord wants me to do, but I'm not into it. Well, that means you may, get, you may have gotten that wrong because God actually puts within you a desire to do the thing he called you to do. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. He, he, he's the one that puts it in you. So if you're doing something for a long time and you, you don't develop a love for it, either one, God did not tell you to do it. Two, you're stubborn. Mm. No, for real. And your heart is not being changed by the work that you're called to do. Or three, go back to number one. Mm-hmm. God didn't tell you to do it. Mm. 
I really believe that there has to be some kind of love in there. God, God is not a slave master. Right. No, he puts a love. Now, now there may be something at war. For example, um, when I first started ministry, um, I, was, I was afraid of crowds. Okay? And so it wasn't that I didn't like to minister um, uh, in public. It's just that I had to master the fear of ministering to crowds. You get that? And so it, it's not that I don't like to do it. It's that there's something in the way. And the enemy has put this thing in the way. Let God deal with that thing. But, but don't say it's something you don't want to do because think about it. Let me, it what the mentality is, well, I, you know, I have this great gift that God needs. Hmm. Um, I don't want to give it to him because, you know, it's uncomfortable for me. But since God needs it, I'm going to do it. Wow. wow. <laughs> what do you think you got the gift from? <laughs> right. And if God, you no, know, I think we get this thing. It's so, that's a religious kind of thinking. The right thinking is if God gave me this to do, I need to find the joy in it because there right. got to be joy in it somewhere. Right. And if there's no joy, I'm doing it wrong or doing it with the wrong attitude. Wow. Cool? Yeah, I, I don't think you would like that answer, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's the answer. No, that's, a, that's, that's really, really good. Here's the next question. Should you even be open to a relationship when you're pursuing a dream, such as opening a business? Ooh, I could talk about this, but I'll let you do that. Because <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so, so you want to start first? No, 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 no. This is, let me this ask is you, your show. Well, let me ask you this question. Let me, how, how, let's, by show of hands. Read the question again, but then I'll, the I'll poll is, the audience. Should you even be open to a relationship when you're pursuing a dream, such as opening a business? Okay, how many of you say yes? Let me see a show of hands. Ooh. How many of you say not at all? How many of you ain't saying nothing? <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> right. <laughs> how, how many of you don't know for real? Let me see. Okay, so let me tell you what the answer is. The answer is that it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that the person that you're going to be in a relationship with must understand that you're in pursuit mode. You're going after something. If they can't keep up with you, if they can't hang, they can't be with you. Right. I suggest, what I suggest is um, keep the relationship loose. Mm. Okay? Don't define it. Don't put a name on it. Don't give it a title. That's a very interesting Unless the person that you're dealing with is already a professional and understands what it takes to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got it? Because sometimes what people do is people say, well, you know, choose me. You have to, you have to choose between me, me and the profession. And every time when they put you in that position, guess what you choose? Mm-hmm. You better cho- choose a profession because mm-hmm. when they dump you. Right. Right. Devil is a lie. You choose the profession. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talking about, well, if you love me, you drop out of college. The devil is a liar. <laughs> huh. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I would suggest, you know what, and you said, oh, I really, really like this person. We go back to infatuation mm-hmm. and, and really loving qualities about a person. Here's what you do for yourself. The mature thing to do is take notes. Mm-hmm. I really like this person's smile. I like their kindness. I like their heart for God. Note to myself. Save it to the notes on your phone. Mm-hmm. And they keep pressuring you to go to a direction you don't want to go. Tell me, you know what, this is not going to work. But you keep the notes that you gain from the relationship or from knowing them and say, okay, I'm looking for a person with a nice smile that's kind right. and has a good heart right. for God. For real. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> this, this is a very interesting question because I kind of answered this on my own. I lived this one out. Uh, when we were starting Bonafide Radio, I just felt like I could not be in a relationship. 
And my reasoning for that is because as a man I was raised, if you're going to be in a relationship, you have to be able to provide for the person that you are with. And if you are an entrepreneur, usually you are starting with nothing. And so I did not feel comfortable. I just was like, I'm trying to live. Like, no, no, no. I'm not talking about buy clothes. I'm talking about pay the rent. Listen. You know what I mean? And so I, I really felt like I wasn't qualified to do that. And so uh, much like what Pastor Ramsey said, you have to know who you are and where you are and who you're dealing with. Because my other thing was I didn't want somebody who would be in it for what they think they could get. And in the music business, things like that, people tend to think you have more than you really do. So they want to be a t- – there were – I won't tell too much. But there was this one person. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you this. this. There was this one person who I was always leery of because they only came to talk to me when it came time to get into a show. And I was like, I don't don't know. And I finally was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good, you know, and so what worked for me was it was a, a long process to really kind of weed out who really would be there when I had nothing. Because for me, if you'll be there when I have nothing, then when I get it, I'm good, yeah. you know. So that was just kind of my process. I think you have to decide where you are on that journey. Um, but like Pastor Ramsey said, don't necessarily turn down something because it could be kind of the foundational thing for what you need, because I needed somebody who would help build with me. And thankfully, I got that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are are y'all cold? Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. See, the the gift of discernment (laughs) came in my spirit. (laughs) You guys good, besides being cold? You enjoying this so far? It was uh, good. the gift of discernment and watching people do right. this. Right, and, and the shivering, and the shivering. spirit of shiver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, someone wrote this really small. but I'm, How would you advise aspiring church leaders of the new generation in reaching the lost? You know, um, the first thing I'm going to say is, is don't do what a lot of young leaders are doing now, and that is dismissing the wisdom of the older generation. That's good. You know, um, the, the, this, this whole thing, every generation... Um, tends to criticize the generation that's ahead of them. Mm-hmm. It's easy to see what they're doing wrong because you went around when they began and saw what they started with. Right. And so the, the big thing to do is take notes. Just watch, just watch what's going on and kind of get a sense for how they do it. And then don't lose touch with the people that, that you live with in terms of in your generation. Um, the gospel doesn't change. It's 2,000 years old. Mm-hmm. And so um, the, the method becomes updated, but, but the message remains the same. And so what I would suggest to you, and this is the short answer, is don't dumb down the message. Mm. Matter of fact, today, um, I, today when I, was pr- I preached this morning, the, the outline that I preached from, I rewrote it three times. Wow. And here's why I rewrote it, because it had a lot of good stuff in it, but I didn't, there was not enough Jesus in it. Wow. I, I, I kept going through it was amazing information, but, but there's not enough Jesus in it. And wow. so I had to rewrite it to kind of, to, I had to make sure that I didn't leave the main person out of the story. Right. You got it? Because wow. God is not going to endorse anything else but Jesus. That's good. Okay, I'm going to say this and we're going to the next question. If you give them, this is for the aspiring church leaders, if you give people a Jesus-less Christianity, it becomes the same thing you criticize. Nothing but empty religion. Wow. Nothing but empty religion. But who makes the difference, uh, the difference in, in, our, in our faith 
is Jesus. Because yeah. if, if you were to, I took uh, in, in studying for my doctoral, I, 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 I took a class, History of World Religions. <clears throat> There's so many religions that claim the same things we have. The only difference between Christianity and all these other religions is that our Savior died for us. In every other religion, the God expects you to die for him. In this one, God dies for us. We can't leave that at the story. Wow. It's the main part of it. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. So good. Wow, I love that. I love that. Here's the next question. Uh, how do I know my dreams line up with the will of God? Y'all well, have some good questions. That's a good question. You, you, you need some church for who your pastor. Right. Let, 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 <laughs> let, let, let me show you how you know. The, the, the word of God is the will of God. The word of God is the will of God. And, and, and what you need to do is, you, I, again, I, I use this term a lot in, in self-interrogation. Ask yourself some hard questions. A lot of people want to, be rap, want to be a rapper because they really, really bought into some rapper that was really doing it, you know. So I knew a young guy years ago, and he's, he's going to hear this podcast. He's probably going to laugh. But he, he, every, I was tracking him in the studio, and he was doing these little things I'd never heard Jay-Z before. And he was doing these, I, I stopped the track. I said, why are you doing that? He said, what do you mean? I said, that little thing that you're doing. And he says, oh, because it's cool. I said, I don't know. So I, we tracked it. The record came out. And then I heard this track. I said, hey, that's that thing. That, it was Jay-Z. Wow. He was doing all these little things at the end of his word that Jay-Z was doing. Right. And I, my thing is, you know what? The, the thing with this cat is just he liked Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if that's as far as it goes, just buy his records. Right, right. Doesn't mean you're called to be him. Discern the difference between who you are and what you like. Mm. Who I am, you, you got to, I may like something, but I'm, that I'm not called to be. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, and uh, uh, one of the things for me, and, and God is going to put you in a position where you're going to have to lay down something for him. And then what he's going to do is after you do it, he's going to resurrect it and give it back to you as a gift for, for enjoyment. Wow. For me, it was music. And what the Lord said to me was, if you give me your music, um, this gift that I gave you in music and pursue ministry, I'm going to bless you. But what he didn't tell me was later on down the road, he'll give me give it back to me. And it's crazy. Um, I can do a jazz record today and it'll be on the radio tomorrow. If you ever go to go look at any of these channels, Comcast, DirecTV, anything that plays uh, jazz or music, you always hear my stuff on them. People say, how do you do that? I don't know. I, I release it. I get calls. When, when is your next record, next record coming out? From radio stations, from jazz wow. stations. Wow. I'm, I'm, annually, I turn down like three or four jazz gigs. Wow. And, and it's not because I'm a great jazz player. I write good jazz, but I'm not a great jazz player. It's just that God gave it back to me as a gift because I laid it down for him. Mm. You see how, see how it works? Um, how, how do you know? The, the more you learn and the more your, your heart becomes, God, I want you and nothing else, the Bible says he will give you. Your desires of your heart. It doesn't mean he'll, he'll give you what you want. It means that he'll tell you what to want. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, you, I mean, that thing, the desire for this thing gets stronger and stronger, and he tells you what to want. He, he starts telling you, um, in, I think it's Micah chapter 6, verse 8, verse eight um, um, God tells us what's good. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what's good. We don't know what's good. Right. All we know is what we've been around, exposed to, but God begins to show us what's good. Mm-hmm. And then we start to, we start to pursue that. That's a long, that's a lot. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I love it. I love it. Okay, this, is, this might be my favorite question that I've seen so far. It says, Pastor, why are you so awesome? <laughs> I promise that's what it says. Here's why. You think I'm awesome because you don't know me. <laughs> no, but, but no, let me tell you this. That's the great question. Here's why. 
Let's talk about the perception, the perception of awesome for a minute. It's, we always think that people um, that we see from afar off are very different from how we are, or, or, or they have more. Um, what if I told you that I'm just like you? I'm just like you decades down the road. The same fears, the same struggles, the same temptations to some degree I will have. They're just like you. Be, be careful of thinking that other people are awesome because they have that kind of life. Okay? For example, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some crazy numbers out. I'm, I, can't, I have to ballpark it because I can't tell you all our business, okay? But, for example, um, the church, you know, people say I'm awesome because I fly in a helicopter. First of all, I'm terrified of flying. I don't like to fly. It's something I have to do. The helicopter was a $600,000 helicopter that we bought for, like, I think 200 and something thousand. What's Pastor Pete? But that's, that's about right. Okay, so we bought it for a couple hundred thousand. And, and, and we, we just we got finished paying for it about two years ago or a year ago. I'm not sure. But when people see me get in the helicopter and all these guys around me, they go, oh, man, that's so cool. But every time I get in that bird, I have to pray and trust God. And I have to literally release my life to him and say, if this is the day this thing falls out the sky, I'm just concerned about seeing you. Mm. That, is that awesome? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's real. And so what, what you have to do is, I'm going to say this to you, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. There's somebody looking at you right now that's behind, coming up behind you, and they look at you and say, man. And some of you, I know some of you young ladies, some little girl comes to you and say, you're so pretty. Or, or, you always, or you always blank, or you have blank. Someone sees you as awesome. Mm-hmm. You got it? So what, I, my suggestion to you is to manage that and be responsible for it. Because if people think you're awesome, it's easy to let them down. Okay, without trying, you could break people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand to be who you are and do what you're doing. Like, for example, this is crazy, Gerard. I was, um, oh, God, I need Candace to tell me this. this uh, what was it? Monday, Tuesday, we left. We got on the plane. We flew to Dallas, to Waco. Um, got, got, we rested the rest of the afternoon. Next day, preached at that church in Waco. Um, took care of some business. Flew back. Came into Atlanta. Um, uh, drove down to Montgomery, wow. um, did the uh, HRM that right. morning, drove back to Atlanta, did the Atlanta service that night, drove back to Dothan to be up this morning to preach, went straight home, spent some time with my grandchildren, went to sleep, woke up to come here wow. to do this. And when I go home, I'm going to pass out. Yes. You think I'm awesome? When I'm snoring and slobbering, tell me how awesome that is. <laughs> No, we people. We, we we are all people. Yes. And I thank you. I thank you for thinking I'm awesome. Listen, that beats the alternative. Some That's people true. think. Some people hate me. So that you think I'm awesome. Listen, give the Lord a hand for the person that think I'm awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, same person asked. Uh, any advice to single young men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's how it goes. Oh, man. Two things. Number one. Um. Find a young lady that values chastity. That's the number one thing in your life right now. What it means is, how, how do I know if she values your integrity? Um, if, if, as a young single man, if, if you need relationship, look for someone that, that doesn't mind making you wait, making God the priority. That's what I said. That, that's as far as relationship. I'm going to give you a lot of different areas. As far as pursuit... Talk to God about what you're supposed to be doing. 
And here's why. Let me tell you how that works. Um, you're young. And, and don't think you have to connect to something and, and stay stuck to that in terms of what are you doing. Just spend time asking God, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I started doing a lot of things. I did a lot of things. And serve where you can. Here's what people don't know about service. When you start serving the Lord or outside of a regular job, that's when God starts to show you what your strengths are. Right. It was me, uh, um, Gerardo, I was leading choirs in South Georgia in this little Pentecostal church when I discovered my pastor was sitting in the back and he discovered I had this gift for, for teaching things to people. It was music. Wow. So he said to me, I want you to teach Bible study for me. I said, I can't teach Bible study. He said, yes, you can. And I, to my surprise, when I taught my first Bible study, it was good. Wow. I, I was shocked. It, it was good. But he knew it because he saw me doing, he saw me serving a different area. And um, it's in your service that people get to see who you are. Yeah. You got it? So for, for all the young men that, that are looking to, you're aspiring to be something. And another thing too, find a mentor. Find someone that has gone through some junk and they're willing to tell you the truth. Find, don't, don't find someone that always patting you on the back. Find someone that can get in your junk and tell you, man, you, that's jacked up. <laughs> right. I, 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 counsel, I, I mentor a bunch of young men. And this one guy uh, that I, I mentor, I think he lives in D.C. He lives in D.C. And he has this thing where <laughs> he, he, he likes to be around famous people. And, and, and sometimes he'll reach out to them and they won't talk back to him. He gets really depressed and he'll write me. So here's what I told him. I said, first of all, they don't know who you are. Right. But they think they're better than me. I said, how can you say that? They don't even know you. But they could respond. I was like, why? Right. And so I gave him this protocol. I said, here's what you do. I said, you need to go to God and ask, and ask God to deal with your heart about that. I said, every time he writes me, I said, I reached out to someone so that they respond, and I stopped responding. Within 24 hours, he'll write back. He said, mentor, I think I understand. You didn't respond on purpose because I did the same thing again. I responded, yep. <laughs> and he go, do you love me? I said, I love you. But I'm not going to let you remain this little needy mm-hmm. person because where you're going, you can't afford to be needy. Needy is expensive. Yes. Lord. All right? Wow. Needy is expensive. It's you can't crazy. afford that. No, trust me. Write it down. Tattoo yeah. it if you can. Yeah. Yeah, when you get the next tat, put needy is expensive for it real. Is. It will it cost is. you everything. What an amazing time we have had with the NCC Young Adult Culture. This conversation isn't over. We're going to continue it on the next session of On Course with Heart Ramsey. It's a special heart-to-heart session with a live studio audience from NCC Young Adult Culture. In the meantime, we want to know what you've learned from today's session. So when you hit us up, share your lessons using the hashtag heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, and H-E-A-R-T. Join us again next time for part two of this amazing conversation as we go heart to heart with the young adult culture of Northview Christian Church. This is On Course with Heart Ramsey.